Dream to Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! Well, hello there. I'm Ryan the Area Man. This is the Think Tank Podcast. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, sharing, all those good things we appreciate it here at the Network and Think Tank Podcast. Okay, today... We're talking about the mysterious disappearance of Brian Schaffer. We, uh, it's, it's, it's a, he's still missing. All right, he went missing in, uh, 2006. And now, 10 years later, over 10 years later, he's still missing. So, uh, we cover, we cover everything in this episode. Um, the lead up to the last time he was seen. To all the investigations since then, and uh, yeah, we try and figure out maybe we 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 put out a lot of plausible possibilities of what could have happened, and uh, yeah, we discuss it at, at length today. It's quite an interesting case, to say the least. Um, before we get into that, though, go to uh, theairyman.com, click the sponsor tab and the Amazon banner. Do all your holiday shopping. Who wants to go stand in a line at a store? It's miserable. It's hot. Or it's cold. And there's people coughing and, you know, kids running around screaming. And it's... Oh, if you're like me, you hate being in line somewhere with, uh... You know, especially at the holidays. Like, oh man, I can't stand it. So I do all my shopping online through Amazon. But I click that banner um, on the, on the on the website there. And uh, Amazon kicks us back a small percentage to uh, as a thanks for sending sending people there through the website, um, and uh, that's how we can uh, help pay for things here at the podcast. You know, uh, everything everything here costs money for you to listen for free. So um, that's how we do it. We do it for the love of doing it, but uh, it it does help when our listeners go do what they're going to do anyways on Amazon. They just take that extra time, click the banner, and, uh, yeah, then we get a small percentage of whatever you purchase. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It's just Amazon makes a profit on everything you purchase, and they give us some of their profit. So it's a win, 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 win for everybody. Um, also, phoenixbeardoils.com. Go there and... Uh, Great for the holidays. You have uh, someone in your family that has a beard, and you're like, what do I get this person? You get them beard oil from phoenixbeardoils.com. Um, there's plenty of fragrances to choose from, including uh, 
our very own uh, Eric from the Beer with Friends podcast. He has... I like your beard. And I also have mine. It's called... Let's see. How are we going to do this? It's called Flavor Saver. But it's also called... And that's the uncensored name. It could be called either either one, Flavor Saver or Pussy Liquor. Uh, they will know which one you're asking for when you purchase it on phoenixbeardoils.com. And uh, when you're checking out online there at the website, enter the promo code D2R and you're going to get 10% off your entire order and a free sample. I'm pushing the free sample if I like your beard or flavor saver but uh you can probably request your free sample or if you don't request one and you've already purchased i like your beard and flavor saver then they'll probably throw in a free sample of another hot item that uh, they think you'll enjoy so without further ado let's get into the episode and uh figure out what happened to brian schaefer What's up, my friend? Hello, my friend. Oh, hello, my friend. Okay. Well, hello, my friend. Got you. This is weird, because you have a fucking hood on, and <laughs> you've never sat in here with a hood on before. No, I usually have a hat on, and my hat gave me a headache earlier, so I don't know. I'm trying the hood now to yeah, see how well, that works what's, out. I think what's weird is that we have the hood on, but you got the fucking <laughs> headphones over the, over the head. ears that are <laughs> over... Yeah. It just looks weird. I'm not it used to it. It feels weird. It's like tight. Like it's I'm weird. talking to uh, death from Family Guy or something. <laughs> you know, because of the hood. Pull the hood down over my eyes. All right, now it's getting creepy, dude. <laughs> right, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. We're going to have to start over. What's up, dude? Okay, what's up? <laughs> I will do my best <laughs> to uh, pretend like you're not doing what you're doing right now. Could you please put your pants on, Dave? Seriously. All right, we're good now. Okay. We're good. We're good. So, got the hood up. Today, today's topic. Yes, death. Um... No, no. Well, maybe we're not sure. Ooh. It's the it's an unsolved mystery. Do, 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 oh, I should play the fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I didn't think of the song offhand. Hang on, because actually that music will be good in the background as I uh, introduce what we're talking about today. Yeah. So before we you say any more, <laughs> nice. That's on. Yeah, man. there it is. All right, here we go. Yeah. Tonight on Think Tank, an unsolved mystery. Ten years later, Brian Schaefer, still missing. If you have any information, please contact the Ohio Police Department at 
Never mind. Okay. So, this gentleman, Brian Schaefer, he was a college student, a uh, medical student at Ohio State University. He uh, walked into a bar. No, it's not a joke. I was just going <laughs> to say, what's the punchline? Uh, he walked into a bar with his friends. He never came out of the bar. Uh, this was and he didn't go place. out like a back door or a restaurant door. Uh, well, we, we shall watch a small oh. a short video and okay. read an article. Uh, he walked into a bar on April 1st, 2006. And as of April 1st, or as of, well, this time, 2016. Oh, that's really loud. He has not returned. There you go, that's better. Maybe I should just put this on loop as we do the whole episode. Or no, you can just kill it. People might uh, be annoyed by that. Yeah. All right, so as I fade this music out, I'm going to read this article, then we'll watch a short video that may have more information. All right, so this is from the Columbus Dispatch. Um, It was literally written 10 years to the day, Um, so the article is a little old. For us. All right. Ten years ago today, Brian Schaefer vanished and left a wake of unanswered questions that have tormented the people who want to find him most. Derek Schaefer still wears a green missing person bracelet with his brother's name. Derek lost his entire immediate family in short order. Cancer took his mom. Three weeks later, his brother disappeared. And about two years after that, his father, who searched hardest for Brian, was killed by a falling tree branch in a windstorm. Weird, wow. right? Now Derek and his wife, Morin... Yeah, that's, that's a weird yeah, name. Morning. I've never seen that for, like, a chick. Like, I think, like, moron. <laughs> like, if in a fight, he would obviously be like, listen, moron. Right. You know, okay. It's Morin! Yeah. Are left to shoulder the emotional toll of Brian's unknown fate. Alexis Wagoner waited in Brian's apartment alone for two days after he went missing, hoping that she and her boyfriend would get on a plane that day headed to Miami. So he had plans with this chick. This is his girlfriend. All right, where Brian hinted he might propose. Ooh, so the so here's the thing. There's like, there's a plan here that, you know, it's not like he was, you know, planning yeah. on killing himself. Right, right. He had made plans with people. Plane tickets bought. You know, it's not right. like okay. But he never came home. Wagner soon became the beautiful face of a frantic search that gained national attention, which is weird because I had never heard of it until me either. A day ago. As time passed, she moved beyond the bewildering unknown that imprisoned her. But she still occasionally finds herself online searching for answers that may never come. Sergeant John Hurst would awake to 3 a.m. phone calls from Randy Schaefer, sometimes for updates on his son's investigation, other times just needing a friend. No case has consumed Hurst like Brian's. There were hundreds of interviews, thousands of hours watching video, and countless dead ends. Even after switching police units and jobs, Hearst kept the case, remaining the lead investigator on a case still swirling in questions. Did someone murder the handsome 27-year-old Ohio State University medical student? Did the death of his mother and stress of medical school cause him to run away from his life? Did he kill himself? Is he still alive? Schaefer went missing after a night of drinking with friends on April 1st, 2006, but those closest to him and the search for him often have been the ones lost in the mystery. Everybody has a theory, Hearst said. We have been able to answer a lot of questions and rule things out, but the ultimate mystery remains. What happened that night, and where is Brian? It was beginning... It was the beginning of spring break for Ohio State students on March 31st, 2006, and Brian Schaefer wanted his family to celebrate the beginning of vacation with him and friends that Friday night. 
he invited his brother Derek and Derek's wife Morin to meet him at the Ugly Tuna Saluna after their date at the Funny Bone Comedy Club. Ugly Tuna Saluna. I kind of like Ugly that. Tuna Saluna. We should go there. Okay. Um, but the show ran late, and the high school sweethearts decided they were too tired to visit a crowded campus bar on High Street, so they drove straight home. Quote, I've thought about that night over and over and over for ten years, said Derek, now 34. What if I had been there that night? Would things have been different? Would my brother still be here? I've carried that guilt around for a while. Listen here, Derek. Whoa. Go ahead. It was not your fault. There is a plan set in place for everyone. If he was meant to disappear, he would have disappeared whether you were there or not. Stop carrying the guilt. Get over yourself. Move on. There we go. Very good. All right. (laughs) The article continues. Grainy video footage shows Brian entering the ugly tuna saluna. I added the saluna because I like that. That night. But it never shows him exiting the bar. It shows Brian at the top of the escalator outside the bar at about 1.50 a.m. talking to a woman who his friend Clint Florence knew from Ohio State. Brian walks back inside the bar after the the women leave. Florence later told police that he had seen Brian after he returned inside the bar and said they were planning to leave, but he lost track of him. Two nights later, Derek received a call from his dad saying Brian was missing. Derek used to believe there was a chance his brother might still be alive, but he never thought that Brian just ran off to escape his life. Florence initially cooperated with the investigation, but then hired an attorney and refused to take a polygraph test or talk further with police. He couldn't be reached for comment. Whoa. Red flag right there. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So keep that guy in mind. What was his name? Florence. What was his first name? Nightingale. (laughs) (laughs) Clint. Clint. (laughs) All right. So Clint Wensley. Remember that? Yeah. Ice hockey player. Okay. Clint Florence. All right. Uh, so he. Initially- I saw him today. Yes, that's where you. I know. I, I was just. I oh, was. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, I find it interesting that he initially cooperated, but then decided to get an attorney and refused to take a polygraph test. Why would you do that? It's, to me, there says there's. He knows something. Yeah, he does. Okay. If I saw him, I'd say, "Where the hell is my brother?" Derek said. If anyone knows whether he's still alive or if someone something happened to him, it's Clint. Ooh, strong words. I think we both agree with Derek on that one. The brothers had never been closer than after their mom, Renee, lost her fight with cancer about three weeks before Brian went missing. Brian was the one blessed with a charm that attracted attention from just about everyone. Derek was more introverted and content with a smaller group of friends and Morin, whom he married in 2009. At first, Derek thought his brother was just sleeping off a long weekend at a friend's house or that he was playing some kind of a practical joke. Being that it was April 1st. It was April 1st when this happened. But that all changed when he saw police at his brother's apartment and learned that all of Brian's possessions, even his glasses, remained untouched. Derek joined in many of the massive searches for Brian around the campus area and the Olentangy River. He called Brian's cell number hundreds of times for about a year, praying that he would hear his voice one more time. I find it odd that his phone would remain on and paid for for a fucking full year yeah i was just gonna say that uh and and not like picked up by somebody else like the same brian man i got somebody else's phone now yeah man. you know that's well not only weird but like after a few days it would die and it would just go to voicemail right i don't know that's kind of odd too uh we never could have believed that then that 10 years later we still don't know what happened to brian morin said it's been so hard watching Derek go through this but we had to get back into our normal lives 
Derek and Warren now live in Canal Winchester with their two-year-old son. Derek continues to work installing electrical and communication systems for businesses around central Ohio. No one cares. It's hardest for Derek when he hears news reports that someone else has gone missing. That was the case last month when Joseph LeBute Jr., a handsome 26-year-old, went missing after leaving a bar in the same area when Brian went, where Brian went missing. Hmm. Right around the same age, too. Yeah. It just brings all the and pain. And he, too, is handsome. Yeah. And that, well, that's just pure this uh, article writer that uh, he must think these guys are handsome. Maybe this guy's got something to do with it. Gay guy. Probably. It just brings all the pain from Brian back again, Derek said. How long will it be before we know something? Ten years? Twenty? Thirty? Never? Alright. A young couple embraced each other and smiled in relief when Dr. Alexis Wagoner told them their unborn son was healthy 18 weeks into their pregnancy. Their first son was born prematurely and had lived only four hours. I am still reading the same article. I know it sounds completely yeah. off track. Yeah. Uh, Wagoner, one of seven OBGYNs in her Toledo medical practice, returned to her cramped office where boxes and pictures remained on the floor inside as she sat down. She moved into the office two months earlier but had been too busy with patients and family life to unpack. That's the best part of my job, seeing those expressions after good news, said the weary wagoner who was dressed in green scrubs. My life is crazy busy, but I love it. A lot has changed in ten years. Brian Schaefer was drawn to wagoner's blue eyes and long, wavy brown hair when they met at Ohio State's medical school in the fall of 2005. They soon fell in love and were planning a future together right up to the night Brian went missing, a night that ultimately turned Wagoner's life into a chaotic hunt for her boyfriend and peace of mind. Where the fuck was she that night? She was there. She was? As I recall. I don't think so. I don't think she was there. Uh, well, see, I, I could have sworn that's what it said earlier, that she, she, was the, she went with them to the thing. To the bar with the friends. I don't think she did. But then he was seen talking to some other chick. Women, yeah. Or women outside, uh, and then... And then Clint Florence is the one that said he knew the women. Okay, well... We'll, we'll backtrack, but I don't think she was there. Okay, maybe not. Uh, let's see. Did I read all that? Yeah, she spent months. She spent months in the campus area posting hundreds of missing person flyers. She walked to the riverbanks at night and the neighborhoods by day, searching under bridges and in trash bins. She called Brian's phone relentlessly for almost a year, hoping to hear something to suggest that he was still alive. She did what seemed like an endless number of national and local media interviews. She did whatever the police asked of her and was beaten down by false hope time and time again, after leads in the case went nowhere. There were times when she wouldn't eat or sleep for days, yet somehow she managed to thrive in med school. After about a year, Wagoner took steps to move out of the purgatory that was life while waiting for Brian to come home. She packed away T-shirts and other items that she had taken from Brian's apartment. I put his things in the back of my closet, and I just needed that chapter of my life to be over, Wagoner said. There were a lot of tears, and it was sad, but it was time to move forward. Moving forward was made a lot easier when she met the handsome, burly contra... This fucking asshole in the word handsome needs to stop. I'm going to take it out from now on. Uh, moving forward was made a lot easier when she met the burly contractor who was building her parents' new home. Alexis' mom, uh, Melanie, uh, was working both sides, telling her daughter she needed to go out with this guy and telling Eric Noss that he needed to take out her daughter. Melanie already had told Eric about Alexis' ordeal with Brian, so he was understanding. The subject didn't come up 
on their first couple of dates. Then, over lunch one day, Eric asked Alexis to tell him the story. He listened intensely. A handsome, intensely listened guy. (laughs) Asked questions and sympathized with both Brian and the woman he was falling in love with. But after that conversation, Eric hasn't given much thought to Brian unless his wife wants to talk about the case. He understands and accepts that Brian was part of her life in the past, and he feels bad for Brian's family. But he doesn't dwell on the thoughts about her whether he might return someday. Sorry, I added a word in there. But he doesn't dwell on the thoughts about whether he might return someday. Eric focuses on Alexis, whom he married in June 2009, and on their sons Kellen, 5, and Brecken, 2, and the happy life they have in Toledo, where they moved in 2012. I met the right girl, and my life changed in the best way possible, said Eric, 40. There was just no doubt in my mind that even if Brian came back around, we were going to be together. Uh, I just never was worried about it or thought about it. Everyone has a past, and I think that period of Alexis's life made her stronger. Unlike most others familiar with the case, Alexis doesn't believe in one theory. Uh, she now is numb to emotions inherent in the case, and her continued interest is rooted more in curiosity. Looking back, she finds it odd that a few days before that night in the bar, Brian told her to move on and find someone else because he was struggling with his mom's death, and then a couple of weeks before that, he asked her to just go away with him. Hmm. There seems to be a back-and-forth struggle this guy was, and and it was all dealing with his mom's death, maybe. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know, let's just fucking go away together and then a couple days after that it's just go find somebody else yeah get the fuck out of my life go be with somebody else uh i'll continue it it almost feels like this all happened to someone else she said it was all in a different life for me the sergeant in charge of the columbus police division's missing persons unit was on vacation when brian schaefer's family called to report that he was missing Detective John Hurst didn't know, at the, know it at the time, but he would be assigned a case that has consumed him more than any other in his career. He was offered the chance to pass it off after the sergeant returned to work, but too much work already had been invested. The detectives involved in this case became personally and emotionally involved, said Hurst, 54, who now leads the police, police's physical abuse unit. It's still a case we very much think about and talk about today. Hearst is quite aware of the many theories and opinions the public has offered in what is still an open investigation, but he believes in following only the facts when trying to prove or disprove theories in the case. He answers the questions he has received most over the years based on what the investigation has produced. Is Brian alive? There is a possibility he is alive, but if you look at the probabilities that he isn't alive, those are just as great. Was he murdered? There is nothing we have been able to recover that shows he succumbed to foul play, so again, the probability of that isn't as great as he just walked away. Did he take his own life? Most people who commit suicide want to be found. I would say that is, that is probably in the lower category. Hurst acknowledges becoming a friend of Randy Shaver's and doing whatever he could to help find his son or comfort him as a father. He wishes that Randy could have had closure before his tragic death in 2008, and Hurst, who lost a child himself last year, now understands even more deeply the pain that Randy endured. The answers that everyone wants, everyone needs, I don't know if we will ever have them. End of the article. So. Scroll up to the top and see that video. I'm going to scroll to the top. Well, before you go to the video, um, scroll down. Scroll the. Um, 
Okay, it says here she waited in an apartment for Wagner. Let's see. Let's go to where it says. Yeah, talk about the night. Okay, here we go. There's the beginning of the night. Scroll down some more. Okay, here we go. Um, she doesn't say anything yeah, about her. She it doesn't say she was. Yeah, she it, wasn't there. See, I think that part where it says um, she waited in her she apartment w- was waiting two days. Yeah, that that's what made me think she was with him. So yes, Brian and Clint went to the bar. Yep, guys, night out and Rosie for hose saw or was talking to these women that Clint knew. Went back into the bar, was never seen again. So where did he go in between there? All right, so some interesting things here. Um, Clint, obviously that initial red flag of he was cooperating and then all of a sudden decided, I'm not cooperating anymore. What would cause you to flip a switch? Now, let's not go automatically and start pointing fingers. Clint's fucking guilty here. Well, my thought process is he was getting questioned about it, and he may have started to talk to his parents or friends, and they said, hey, it looks like you might be a suspect. You might want to get an attorney. So then he got an attorney to just cover his ass, even though he didn't do anything in his mind, maybe, possibly he didn't do anything. We'll just go with that. His attorney said, you know what? Um, Don't take a lie detector test. Just don't cooperate. Just have him to go with me. Um, and then they just stopped dealing with him because he lawyered up right away. Right. Or it could be that he's guilty as fuck, and his lawyer's like, yep, you did it. You need to fucking lawyer up and deny everything. Even though... We just stopped fu- cooperating, period. Yeah, like, even though polygraphs are not admissible in court... Right. If, well, you still wouldn't want to take one. Yeah, because if you, you take know. one and they think that you... If you they thought I asked you, did you kill him, and you say no, and yeah, it shows that you may have possibly lied... Um, they have reason to at least arrest you. I yeah, think they, they they'll, just, they'll can't, have, they just yep. can't use the polygraph against That'll you. be their probable cause to open up a more right. thorough just, investigation on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. They just investigate more, but they still can't use that piece. Mm-hmm. But it still could indict you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, to mm-hmm. at least move on further. So you, right. you try to prevent any moving on forward by lawyering up and not taking one. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, so there's that. Anything else that seems odd to you about anything I read here in this little article? Well, the other odd piece to it is the fact that he told her to, to leave him alone, to, to go find someone else. But before that, said, let's run away together, yeah, which I'm guessing is when they bought their tickets to go to Miami. Yeah, but how did she know that he was planning on proposing? Well, I think that, that was. it seemed like there was rumblings about that. Like maybe, uh, let's see if I can find... fuck was it that one thing that was right there no um it's got to be up there yeah right there yeah, i guess brian hinted he might propose yeah right there but so i mean maybe he, it's 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 as simple as uh one day they were out and about and decided to stop into a jewelry store and say, if I were to get you a ring, you know what I mean? The same mm-hmm. kind of thing you would do with Joy or whatever, you know what I mean? 
you try to figure out, well, what size ring do you wear? You know, just little questions. Those are all hints that at some point you will be asked. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't read too much into that, and I think, you know, she might have had high hopes, too, without him giving any signals. You know what I mean? Some women are silly like that. Yeah. When we're going to watch the video, I want you to Google this Alexis Wagner chick, her images, because it says she's a beautiful face with a frantic search. I want to see what this beautiful, because it says handsome, 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 and beautiful, so I'm just very curious. Well, I think that's a picture of Brian right there. Right. wouldn't say he's bad looking, but I don't know if I'd call every fucking guy that's ever been in Ohio handsome. We'll just uh, pull up Oops. Wagner real quick. Oh, any area. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, see what she looks like for your reference. This appears to be them. That's Brian and that's her. Okay. Okay. And uh, would you call her beautiful? No. Okay, Dave, that is your opinion. You think she's beautiful? No. <laughs> but still. Alright, so would you call him handsome? I'd say he's an handsome guy uh, you know what i mean like uh, yeah I'm, now i'm curious Close. to see what clint looks like clint florence yeah because this guy might look fucking shifty oh yeah he does if that's him right there this one this one right here looks shady as fuck right there i think that's the same guy yeah same same smile yeah clint looks looks shady as fuck that looks like that looks like that guy. Yeah. Here, let's do... Maybe we can get a picture of both of them. Alright, so this... Uh, is that the same guy in all these pictures? So we got Brian, but we don't really have them together. So, is this the same guy as this, and also this, and this? Yes. Are those all the same guy? That one I don't think is, but the other three are. That's a young Clint. It's a little bit older, and that's probably a more current one. You think so? Because I almost think he kind of looks... This obviously the youngest. Then I think this, and then I think this. Maybe. Like, I think this is the order it goes in. For listeners, wonderful fucking descriptions. Mm-hmm. Are great pod, these. great pod. We're just trying to figure out, based on the... We just Googled the guy's name, and we're trying to look at these pictures. What the fuck is going on there? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Jesus H Christ I think that's Hillary Clinton having a seizure that's Dinah Eastwood that's uh, Hillary Clinton <laughs> alright I don't know man he looks shifty as fuck though okay, well, he looks a little iffy in this picture yeah he looks like a, no, that's Justin Gaines that's not even the same fucking guy see fuck is Justin Gaines I don't know not the guy we're looking at this is Chris Jenkins. So, so none of these, but that's weird. They kind of so all click on that same. one and see what it says. Craig, Craig Myers. Myers, Jesus Christ! So who's fucking? There's no Clint Florence. Nick Wilcox. These are all fucking missing people. So, this has got to be him right there. Bad thing is it's fucking tiny ass picture because that's dude. Yeah, Brian Schaefer. This yeah. must be Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. This guy? That's, no, that's Derek. 
Oh, that's that's his brother. Okay, that's probably Derek. So is that? No. No. I think that's him. Maybe. I think this is our guy right here. This is Derek. That's his. That's not the same fucking guy. They're saying that's Derek. Yeah. That's not the same guy. Yeah, maybe that was Clint. Well, that looks like the other picture we just saw. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, that one. These two look together. I don't. I don't know. What about this? Who is this? Oh, is that a composite, maybe, of what he may look like? Maybe. Okay. Anyways, it doesn't really matter because just looking at somebody, like somebody could look at me if they inherently think I look they don't like how I look because you know you can look at someone and say I don't like that guy then you meet them and you're like oh this guy's pretty cool but you've projected something just at initial so I think we'd be doing a disservice by actually seeing what the fucking guy looks like so let's uh, ignore that oh shit here we go alright so we're going to watch this video real quick hopefully it's not like 6 hours long 17 hours long that's only 4 minutes 339 Okay, let me hit. Get ready to experience Columbus oh, in a fuck you. And your uh, advertisement. <coughs> there you go. You're welcome. Uh, this ad should be done any minute now. Action. So it has been almost ten years now since that night that he disappeared. We were in medical school in our first year of medical school, actually, in class. She's average looking, I I would say. Mm -hmm. Thought he was cute, and one of my friends told him at a concert, and then he called and asked me if I wanted to go and have dinner and study. That's how it started. Well, it seemed like it was a you know a pretty good normal relationship. I mean, I spent time with his family. He spent time with my family, and I mean, a lot of it was a lot of it was all very medical school you know centered. That night, I talked to talked to him on the I talked to Brian on the phone, and he was getting ready to go out with. He's got a pearl jam tattoo. Hang on, I'm gonna pause that and read what it says. This thing, uh, the basic information on his missing thing. I think there's some interesting stuff here. It says, Brian was last seen around 1.55 a.m. at the Ugly Tuna Saloon on the Ohio State campus. He was not seen on video leaving the bar. His friends could not find him and assumed he left without them. His phone, credit cards, and bank accounts were never used. That's the piece I think we need to acknowledge here. Brian was a medical student at uh, Ohio State. He has a Pearl Jam tattoo on his right arm. You can visit findbrianshaver.com for more information. So, the fact that he never used his credit card, his phone, or Or his his bank bank. accounts, Mm -hmm. the fact that they had no activity after the fact is very odd to someone that's still alive Mm -hmm. and just running away from things. You would typically take out a bunch of money or something. Like, there would be a lot of planning involved in, I'm going to assume another life, but not ever touch any of those things from this date forward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but let's think of it realistically here. He, what did he do? He invited his brother and his wife out to a guy's night out. That's kind of odd. No, unless I, I, if you I, go on, a, if you're going on a guy's night out, they were out at a group. They were at a comedy club as a group, 
and the comedy, remember? Yeah, I know, but and the they went, and show, it says they went on Guys Night Out. Well, the show got over later. That's why his brother and wife uh, didn't go. Well, they weren't married at the time, but that's why they didn't go because they was like, all right, a little, little late for us. And there, and and Brian and Clint were like, well, fuck it, we're, we're still going to go out. I don't find that odd at all. It'd be no different than me and. Uh, one of my buddies out with you and Joy, and you guys decide after the comedy show, yeah, we're going to go home. Well, me and uh, one of my buddies, oh, we're still going to go out. Like, mm-hmm. that's not abnormal. What's abnormal is that I could go out with my buddy then, and then you would never fucking see or hear from me again, and I didn't use my phone, my bank account, my credit cards, or anything. At that point, I'd say, I'm, de- I'm dead. Like, I must have died somehow or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't see... Because here's here's my thought: If you just disappear, you're going to assume another life or whatever the case may be. That takes planning. You you it, it has to it had to have been a planned thing that he was going to do this. Meaning, whatever transactions he did with his bank account, phone, all that, he knew in advance he was not going to touch it as of this time. So it was a planned thing then. He couldn't have planned that his brother and girlfriend weren't going to come out how could how could you plan that well i didn't say plan that part but i think he may maybe he planned on taking off after that night so that's what i was getting to that is he invited his brother and his wife to come out for a one last hurrah before he took off they didn't show up so he still went along with his plan you know um the reason i say that is like when i did my little fucking hurrah I did the same thing. I visited certain key people that I wanted to see one last time before I did my little disappearing act. Um, so that's what I think. I think he disappeared. I don't think he's dead. Well, he could be dead now, but I don't think he died that night. I think he took off. Okay. I think it's coincidental that they don't have him leaving on video. I well, think he. We, we I gotta, think, we got to look more into. We got to try and discuss what how, how you could possibly do all that well we'll get to well, that well I think he, he just coincidentally well, left at the same time a, a group of people left and they just didn't see him leave uh, they've analyzed this fucking tape for 10 years I don't know that's my if, guess if you can account for everybody else but one fucking person and it's him I, I find that highly suspicious alright so what do you think well, Let's well, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the this whole thing I don't find that suspicious that he invited his brother because they were already at a thing. It wasn't like when you decided in your horrible time that I want to kill myself. Hey, uh, sister, let's go to a comedy show mm. with your husband, and then after that, we'll all go out. But then it runs late, and they decide not to go out. So they were. I, I, don't, so I don't. Maybe I understood it wrong. The brother and his girlfriend at the time, now wife, were at the comedy show. Yeah. See, I misunderstood. And they that were thing. all. Is that not what the article said? I misunderstood that then. Let's let's make sure we're on the right path here. Um, he invited his brother to, uh, to meet him at the ugly, after their date at the Funny Bone Comedy. Club. Okay, so but the show ran late, and the high school sweethearts decided they were too tired to visit the crowded campus. So the, it's right, implying so that they went to the comedy club, no, but then decided not to. No, so Derek and his wife were on a date at the Funny Bone Comedy Club. His brother, Brian, invited them to the Ugly Tuna Saloon to meet him after their date at the Funny Bone. Mm, but so the com- they were at the com- comedy club. Derek invited his brother out to, okay. the, to the bar. Gotcha. So they weren't t- together at the Funny Bone. 
it was Derek and his wife that were there. Brian and Clint were elsewhere at the Tuna Huna Saluna. The big Huna. But they decided not to. Okay, so even still then, that's even less suspicious to me. Because you're just being cordial and inviting out. It just says Brian Schaefer wanted his family to celebrate the beginning of vacation with him and his friends that Friday night. Yeah, well, you would do the same thing. I see. I, I, don't, I don't find there to be any issue with that. Then I get what you're saying, but I, mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't seem okay. Let's uh, let, let's video. watch some more video, and we'll continue with our breakdown. So they see him get there. They see him go up the escalator to get to the bar, but nobody ever sees him leave. We made missing posters, and we started hanging them all over the place. And then, um, you know, from there, we just started searching everywhere. We looked, you know, up and down the, the Olentangy River. We looked in every dumpster that there was on campus. I just was, I just remember being, I was very brokenhearted and just very scared and didn't really know what to think. You know, but the, I think the main question always came down to, is he dead or did he run away? Those are the two main, you know. Something happened and he just either ended up somewhere nobody could find him or somebody got rid of him. And that always made them think it was somebody that, you know, that could have known him or, you know, it wasn't just a random thing or did he just take off. Um, I think the, I, I think it was close to a year before I stopped calling the phone. I think about a year after that was when I finally said, okay, I've who paid his phone so bill I, for a know, year? Would occasionally, but really stopped, you know, calling the phone. His dad, or maybe you did know, he have a prepaid phone? Your life when something bad happens, as, as easy as it would have been, because it would have been very easy to crawl into bed and the days that I, when, when there was no other, you know, things to pass out, there were when there were no other people to to talk to. I think initially it would have been really easy to do, to have done that. I feel like I'm so distant from it anymore that. Um, that I don't, I don't have, you know, I used to have this, this feeling like he, you know, when it first happened, like, how could somebody leave and how could he do that to me? And obviously that's impossible. And so something horrible must have happened. But now with a lot of distance and a lot of time and now I, I mean, I, I think I probably have less of, I, it feels like it happened to somebody else now. I mean, since that point, you know, I got I got married in 2009, and I've had um, two two little boys since then who are wonderful. And uh, I live in Toledo now, um, uh, and I have a you know a wonderful practice that I work with, and just busy as an OBGYN here in, in Toledo, and um, so just a, a very busy, full, happy life now. I guess that was one one thing that I had that even though I was part of all of that, then I have I've had the chance to step away and not have that as a focus forever. Okay, so some more questions that I have. Um, <clears throat> I would like to know the. The women that he and Clint were talking to, mm-hmm. was there, did anything seem, obviously this article doesn't say that, but was, I wonder if there was something, anything odd about that. 
because I was obviously seen on the video. What did did he seem upset after talking to this woman? Because they seemed to they had it, it said they planned on leaving. This is what Clint said after they were talking to these women, but then somehow separated. Well, something seems odd about that. Maybe me and you are taking two different stories from this this reading. But I, I understood it as he met them outside the bar beforehand. They talked, and then they went into the bar. Grainy video footage shows Brian entering the Ugly Tuna that night, but it never shows him exiting the bar. That shows Brian at the top of the escalator outside the bar at about 1.50 a.m. talking to women who his friend Clint Florence knew from Ohio State. Brian walks back inside the bar after the women leave. Florence later told police that he had seen Brian after he returned inside the bar and said they were planning to leave, but he lost track of him. So he talked to the girls outside the bar, not in the bar. Right. But then he went back in. Clint says he saw him, which the video obviously showed him walk in originally, walk out to talk to these women, and then walk back in, but then he never left after that. So I, I think I think that's odd because doesn't I would assume this bar closes at 2 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. At one fifty. He's outside talking to these women, then goes back in. Clint's saying he saw him inside the bar, but then lost track of him. We're talking ten minutes here before this bar is closing. I'm surprised they let him back in at 1.50, or around that time even, because they're trying to normally usher people out. Now, maybe it stayed open later. Right, could have been 3 o'clock. It's a college time. Yeah, it is a college time. But, uh, okay, so... Let's go with three or four even. So you got maybe another hour or two hours. But the weird thing, too, is it says on his uh, disappearing, like his missing persons report, last seen at 1.55 Yeah. Well, that's when he would have went back into the bar. Mm-hmm. So let's say he's outside talking at one fifty, goes back in at one fifty five according to the timestamp of the video, which is the last time he's seen. Yeah. Proven because Clint says he saw him after that, but we can't prove that because Clint right. could be talking out of his ass. Right. So one fifty five, we have to assume is when they walk back into the the bar. And let's let's just hypothetically say that there was another guy with those women talking, and the other guy is the one that went back in the bar, not Brian. Maybe Brian went with those chicks, and maybe they just look very similar. I mean, granted, we don't see the video, so we can't tell. But then, what happened to that guy? Here's the thing. So well, yeah, okay. but if you let's just hypothetically, you're saying Brian Lutt went with these chicks. Right, right. Where so, the fuck did, did they had to have talked well, to these chicks? Right. Well, hold on, hold on. So let's say Brian. Let's say there's two dudes and two chicks, right? And Brian and Dude A. Okay. So Dude A goes back in the bar. They think it's Brian, and then they're watching all the people leave, and they see Dude A leave, not thinking it's Brian, because now they think it's Dude A. But they mistook Dude A for Brian when he went back into the building. That's plausible. I, I think that's a stretch, though, because you're assuming there's the two video. dudes that look alike and, and two outfits completely looking alike. And, well, and the, then my guess be, is it's black and white. It's grainy. So it's a, like a black and white video. You know? I wish we could see the video. Well, let's see if I can pull it up. I I, I, I see what, you, what you're saying, but at the same time, I... Okay, so then, before I even pull up the video, mm-hmm. I'm going to argue that... Based on assuming what Clint said originally when he was cooperating was true. He said he saw Brian in the bar right, after. after he walked back in. So I'm going to assume Clint's not dumb enough to see his buddy, but 
it was actually some other dude that looked like him. I don't but quite buy that. Did, did Glenn? Did Clinton actually physically see him outside talking to those women? Oh, no, back, not that he saw him outside, but back inside. Yeah, but he's but maybe the time your off. theory, uh, you know. Yeah, I saw him about one fifty-five. I don't know what time it was, but you know, you're in a bar time, drinking. I know what I'm saying. After if, he went back, I, I don't know, dude. Like, you know what I mean? No, how do they know that he saw him after he came back in? He just said it. Yeah, I saw him about that time, which then they would assume that he saw him after. So maybe he didn't actually see him after he came back in. Let's, I'm trying to figure out which one we want to watch. It says this one. I'm trying to find the exact. I don't know if we're going to be able to get the actual footage, but. Hmm. That's what we just watched. Yeah. <coughs> Well, I guess let's we'll, we'll watch this. I don't think this is. I think this is a. But for Ohio State University med students Brian Schaefer and Alexis Wagon, the time off meant a romantic getaway in South Florida. We're going to go to Miami for spring break. He had spent all sorts of time finding the plane tickets and picking up the perfect hotel, and he was so excited about it. I know he was really in love with her and wanted to get married. Brian planned on popping the question during their spring break vacation. Hey, gorgeous. I just want to say hi and tell you that uh, we're an amazing woman and I love you. So, alright. Bye. But the 27-year-old future doctor never made it to Miami. He studied so hard that month and he was ready to go on vacation. I still, this day, don't know why being tired like that, why he had to go out that night. Friday night, March 31st, 2006. Brian decided to kickstart spring break without Alexis. Around 11 p.m., he met up with some buddies to go bar hopping near Ohio State's campus. When I talked to him, he said, this is my chance to talk about you with, with the guys, and I love you, and I will see you in just a couple days. That was the last time Alexis spoke to Brian, just three days before their trip. On Saturday, when I tried to give Brian a call, he didn't answer his phone. I just went right to his voicemail, so I thought he was just probably sleeping on Sunday morning when I still couldn't get a hold of him that's when we got a hold of his dad and that day we got a hold of the police we received a missing persons report on Brian Schaefer where he had been out with some friends and had not returned home we called the hospitals checked the homeless shelters those types of places just to see if he had showed up at one of those locations and no one had seen him I was hoping and praying that I was going to find him curled up in his apartment, but everything was perfect. His bed was made, the bathroom was dry, his car was there. It looked like nothing had happened. Schaefer's family and friends helped detectives piece together a timeline of where Brian had been Friday night. He was with two of his friends that evening in the high street corridor. They were having a good time. They went to this ugly tuna saloon bar, and then they had some drinks there. Shots. At closing time, Clint and Meredith, his two friends, checked the bar to see if they could locate Brian. And they said that they looked all around the bar, looked in the bathroom, and never saw him. So they left at like 2.09 and drove away. Brian's companions offered investigators one additional piece of information. 
Clinton era did say when they got ready to leave. Supposedly, Brian went to talk to the band. We interviewed the band that played the night that Brian went missing, and they weren't able to really provide any information. The Ugly Tuna Saluna employees answered every question that we asked. However, uh, they weren't able to provide anything that was pertinent or helpful. We canvassed the area looking for him. We looked inside the building, uh, inside the bar. We went down through the alleys and actually went through every single trash can and everything, just hoping that maybe somebody might have beat him up and didn't find anything. We went and we walked up and down the Olentangy River. We searched about the whole campus with search dogs and I really came up with anything. But the critical piece of evidence was right there in the vicinity of the bar. Security cameras throughout the area recorded some of Brian's actions the night he vanished. The footage allowed police to walk in his footsteps. That evening, they entered the parking garage, parked in the area behind me, walked in this direction between the pylons, past the elevators to the doors. Brian, Clint, and Meredith walked up this corridor to the door to the Ugly Tuna Saloon. Once they entered the doorway, they approached the escalator. They stepped on the escalator with Brian in front. As they went up the escalator, Brian turned to look back at Meredith and Clint, and they were laughing and joking and obviously having a good time. When they got to the top of the escalator, Brian turned around to step off. All this was picked up on the camera at the top of the escalator. Around 1.15 a.m., Brian entered the Ugly Tuna. There were no cameras inside. The next time Schaefer appeared on the security footage was 40 minutes later. He was standing outside the entrance to the bar. This is the area where Brian was last seen. To my right, he was seen on camera speaking with two young ladies that he'd met inside the bar. After speaking with the young ladies, he turned and walked back into the bar, at which time we lost him on camera. That was the final surveillance image of Brian Schaefer. Mysteriously, no security camera ever picked up Brian leaving the bar or the complex. There's several scenarios that we uh, took into consideration when thinking about how Brian could have got out of the ugly Tuna Saluna um, undetected. One theory proposed that Brian could have left the building through the bar's emergency exit on the ground level. This area here is the emergency exit. This is the only other exit from the Ugly Tuna Saluna. And the way this door is set up is as soon as the door opens, there's a camera outside that automatically pans in and zooms on whoever's coming out. So the possibility that he left through that exit is, is not there. Still, there were other exit points not monitored by cameras. There were several areas around the Ugly Tuna Saluna that were under construction the night that Brian Schaefer went missing. And it would be possible for somebody to maybe make their way through the construction area and uh, get out to the outside of the building. We had dogs come in and actually smell the area and search for Brian, and we had no findings at that time. Police have no reason to suspect the Ugly Tuna Saluna employees of any wrongdoing. And they've never found blood or other evidence to suggest that Brian fell victim to foul play inside the bar. We never found his cell phone. There's never been any activity on his credit cards at all. And he didn't carry cash. So, I mean, it just kind of makes me wonder. It's still a possibility that Brian could have walked away and left on his own. We've looked into that. The most likely route he would have taken would have been back behind me to High Street, which would be the direction of his apartment. At that time, there would have been people in the courtyard here that may have seen something that would help us in our investigation. 
that the time we have nothing solid that shows that that's what happened to Brian Shaver. The case is still open. We're still actively investigating leads that we have. But the uncertainty of what happened to Brian is killing his family. You keep on telling yourself, no, he's still out there, but after this long a time and they find nothing, you always have the thoughts, I guess, someone did something bad to him. It's a huge roller coaster because you start to let yourself think, if I see him, what will I do? How amazing would it be to get to go run and throw my arms around him and smell him again and see him smile again? Any of those things. I just want him to come home. Still have a decent feeling that he's out there and he'll come home one day, hopefully. There's a $25,000 reward for any information about Brian's disappearance. Please have a conscience and please call in and tell what you know so I can find my son. It's so important to have both my boys. I just want him back so much. For Alexis, Brian's case serves as a painful reminder. No matter the location, even the most low-key spring break night can turn tragic. He was perfect, and I have so much in common with him. How in the world could this have happened? Why is it that on this week, when we're supposed to have taken a trip together, why is it that I'm just trying to find him? Hey, Alexis, I just want to say I love you, and, and I want to give you more hugs and kisses. So, all right. Bye, baby. If you... Hmm. So, so you saw the video? <clears throat> you saw the video within that little documentary. Um... Now, okay, so let's go real quick. How they were kind of speculating. Maybe he went through the construction mm. way of getting out of there. I, I'm struggling with that because why? When it's just it's just fucking easier just to go yeah. down the escalator. Unless he was fully conscious that I can't be seen on tape, which means there had to have been planning going into this, which why would you... I mean, was this whole thing an elaborate thing to to let's plan a fucking trip, let's buy the tickets and all that, with every intention in I'm going to disappear? Like uh, I, I find that to be kind of not logical, unless unless he's literally had planned this to throw everybody off his scent. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not saying that that's not possible. I just don't find that to be as logical as. But as, as other possibilities. Now, who are these chicks he was talking to? I'd like to know more information about that. Right. And right. then did they go back in with him? And where did they end up? Because obviously they must have been seen re- coming out of the bar. Right. Be- or they would have said, well, they didn't come out either. You know what I mean? So what fucking happened to him? As They didn't say they never saw them, and they probably went the construction route too. Or whatever. Uh, well, the other weird thing is, like, where the construction is going to put you out. There's going to be still because that whole corridor, everywhere, every street seemed to have some type of camera. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you've gotten picked up on one of those other cameras? Exactly. Then? That that's very odd. Mm-hmm. And and even leaving the fire exit, there's a camera there. Yeah. And they didn't have anybody leaving that right. that way. So what happened to him? Where the fuck did he go? I mean, you literally... Is it one of these things where... I mean, I guess, could he have taken his shirt off, put somebody else's shirt on, and left, and they're looking for 
the shirt that right. he had. Right. Well, he was wearing a long sleeve shirt underneath a t-shirt. What it looked like. I think it was so, one of those where it's like it's sewed together. Oh, it could you have know been. I mean? uh, that could be too. I was say if it wasn't, then he could have taken his long or short sleeve shirt off. Right. My, you have to assume these investigators were smart mm-hmm. enough to think of that mm-hmm. and kind of. I don't know. They didn't look very smart on my end. Well, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people don't look smart and really are can yeah. surprise you. But you'd have to assume they would say. Literally, you'd have to assume they're tracking. So each person that walks in, they're tying that person that walks in with that person leaving at some point. You'd assume they would have done that much work, okay? Right. I have to assume that if they can rule out the fact that he's the only one that they don't have leaving. So every person that walks in, they took a screenshot, and then that same person leaving, they took a screenshot and said, okay, that's the, we have them in right. and out. And he time-stamped it even. And they've done this with everybody except him. He's the only one that ne- they never have leaving. So that's very odd. Um, so I guess... I don't know. To me, where do you go? How do you... How do you how do you get out of this place? Or did you get out of this place? Did he get killed in this place? And maybe, like, okay, here's here's a weird one. So the band had no fucking idea. His friends thought he went and talked to the band or something like that. The band has equipment. Is it possible you killed this guy and threw him in your fucking trunk? These case trunk cases and was wheeled out that way and they would never detect it? Did he get in one of these trunk cases? Like he, okay, so maybe the band's in on it. So he gets in one of these trunk cases. They be. wheel him out, so they never see him. They just assume it's equipment in that case, right. and that's how he gets wheeled out. And then from there, he just disappears. Once again, that takes elaborate planning, right? And then people to not squeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm having a hard time buying this elaborate plan. Yeah, I mean, he's a med student, so he's smart, but. That smart? I mean, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, a lot of times when they're book smart like that, they're not really street smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're they're super smart, but super stupid at the same time. So I I don't buy the elaborate plan either. You uh, know? Okay, so then let's look at how else could you possibly get out of this place? Uh, I mean, we have to consider some sort of a murder or something. Like he had, but to, there was no blood or anything found. Well, yeah, I get that, but okay, so. What's that? Um, yeah, how, how could you kill somebody without having blood, or you know, even being noticed by other people that somebody was being murdered or something? And then, how do you get that person out of the bar without? Well, other than how you, I just said, you could basically you could drown him in the toilet. Okay, doesn't mean no blood unless you hit his head on something. You know, um, you could drug him. In his drink, you right. know, and then then you could kill him any way you want to. Or how do you get him out of there? Uh, garbage bags, you know. Throw him in one of the garbage so like bags. An garbage cans. There, maybe. Yeah, employee there could throw him in the garbage bag, garbage can, and uh, dump it in the trash. They didn't call the police for two days. Yeah. So the trash could have been taken out within the two days of time. Um, or I'm I'm sure there. I didn't see any video cameras on the the alleyway. So let's say that he got drugged, maybe he got beat up, drugged and thrown in one of the dumpsters. Well, he probably got up, 
and said, well, my friends and family didn't come looking for me. Fuck these guys. And then he left. Uh, I don't know. That's, I mean... I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard telling, man. Yeah. You know? I, I, I have a hard time buying into that, too, though. Like, it just doesn't seem logical to me. So, overall, like, because I... I'm going to take this in a weird, fucked up way in a second, but before we go that way, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what you think happened. Just just on what the... I mean, here's the thing. I don't know how you could, but come up with your best scenario of what well, happened, what transpired after the last time we see him standing outside talking to those girls and goes back in. Did he go back in? Or based on the camera footage, they assume he went back in. I think based on the camera footage, it looked like he they assumed he went back in. I don't think, from what we saw, I mean, we obviously they're going to see a lot more than we did. From what I saw on just that right there, I would have to assume he went in just from that shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing he went back in, either put a coat on, put a hat on or something, and, and looked like somebody else to leave. or Or maybe he got hot. And fucking took his shirt off and went out without a shirt on. And maybe someone else also didn't have a shirt on. And they thought they were him. I don't know. I think, I think he left, and they mistook him for somebody else. And you think ten years still they've not been able to fucking recatch that mm-hmm. on a tape? Yeah. You don't think they've gone over that tape and literally screenshotted every single person that walked in and, and tied it to that same person walking out? I don't, I don't think so. I would think at this point in time, after 10 years, you'd have to have done that. You if would you think didn't, they can. you're not a very good investigator. Well, let's let's just go on the um, Steve Avery detectives that, okay. you know, Oh, in that quickly. case, he probably fucking <laughs> left Killed somebody. and, yeah. and um, yeah, murdered everybody in the bar. But, I mean, look at, look at how shoddy their detective work was. Yeah, well. So, we know what happens in other police stations. I yeah. mean, it's it's... It, it could be that they looked, they couldn't figure it out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah," because they got to cover their own ass now. They're they're on the hook for this miss per- missing person. Yep, we looked at every single one. We screenshotted shit because they can't find it. So they're gonna go say they did everything they possibly can, and they're out of options. We don't know what happened. We just don't know what happened because they can't figure it out. Right. And yeah, it, it, we've seen. I've seen enough footage that it's hard to really tell even with that shot even though it's color most of my video work that i did was on black and white it's hard to tell from that shitty angle who's who yeah it just really is so it's very i think it's very plausible that they they miss something okay so my guess is he left he he left he left all right and either a shacked up with some other chick and got killed or fucked somebody's girlfriend and got killed i don't know but i think somebody left I think he's dead. Yes, I think he laughed with somebody. They missed it on there, and he got he got killed. That's my guess. Okay, because yeah, that would have that would be the best, easiest, not best, easiest explanation for why there was no bank account, no phone, mm-hmm. no nothing after that night. Yeah, because if there was a big withdrawal, they would have seen that. They would have said, "Okay, well, he took a bunch of money, so he left somewhere." Right. They didn't say that, so my guess is that it didn't happen. You, so now the whole I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll go along with you, okay. minus the fuck somebody's girlfriend, <laughs> just because 
he seemed to be into the chick that he was going to go on vacation with. Even regardless of the saying, because Dave, you and I can both know in in ups and downs of dealing with death or whatever, you say dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be. I don't want to be with you. Go find somebody else, or out of whatever. But then at the same time, oh, you're want to plan this fucking trip with this person because you're in love with this person. You're gonna go whatever. So I don't. I take both of those with a grain of salt. But I take the fact that he was planning because saying uh, you should just be with somebody else and spending a bunch of money on a plane ticket. Uh, I think your true intentions there. Are you want to go somewhere with this person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I take that as more of a thing as opposed to just going to be with somebody else. I think that's somebody just acting out and trying to deal with the situation. But, so, I don't see him fucking somebody else and that's why I got killed. I do. But I want to know, wow. Okay, well, let's let's go back into my life, okay? When I got divorced or going through my divorce, I banged everything that moved. I was dating a woman and seeing and sleeping with many other women. I had... Plenty Jeez, trips. Brag about it, right? Well, now. It, it's yeah, no, it's common knowledge at this point, you know. Um, case in point, I won a cruise with someone that I didn't get to take because I was dating and living with someone else. I wanted the other person to you go with won me, as opposed to consciously bought tickets. Yeah, to yeah, something. but even so, I mean, there were times when I went on vacation with the girl. The other girl, the she girl just that was brought me, is what should. Yeah, no, no. There, there's been times yeah. where I went on vacation with. A girl, when I would rather have gone with somebody else, only because I was just with that person. You know what I mean? So, as far as, yeah, he, he loved her and told her he loved her. I told girls I loved them. And, and I was still banging nine other women. You know what I mean? Um, so, I see it as, yeah, it's very plausible that he could have not really loved her. Maybe he was out of it. He was dealing with his mom's death. So, he, we all do weird things when we grieve. So, maybe he felt guilty he, let's go that route. He fucking was in love with this chick, was drunken, having a good time at spring break, saw these hot chicks, was getting flirted on or whatever, decided to go home and bang one of them, felt really t- horrible about it because he was planning on marrying this chick and then offed himself. That's a possible option too. How do you, okay, I'm going to go along with this. How do you off yourself but never be found in any way, shape, or form? Well, there's there's a river that they, they walked. Rivers can go for miles upon miles mm-hmm. um typically though you throw yourself in a river or even had help after mm-hmm. you you had somebody help you strangle yourself and then with them having the knowledge here's i, I took this cash out four weeks ago here's thousand dollars i need you to dump me after i choke myself or whatever they typically find these bodies, even if it's twenty miles down the river. They typically they don't just disappear. He could be. She could have shown up as a John Doe somewhere, and they just didn't communicate eh, to each but other. See, see, I don't buy that because um, typically when they find a missing body, they reach out to most locals. It's not like he fucking ended up down the Mississippi and right, you know, right, or what, right. well, obviously you couldn't from Ohio, but you know. You'd have to be pretty fucking far away. And mm-hmm. even then, I think they run those, the face to missing person reports. I would assume have after you, 10 years. Have you seen a, a, a body from the river? You know how badly no, they, but, they, they uh, look? But there's they, DNA. There's DNA. It's yeah. not like you could just completely. But if they don't have his DNA because he's gone. They, 
he, he was a fucking medical student. I'm sure his DNA is somewhere in some database. Could, yeah, it wasn't be, like this be. is fucking 1970 <laughs> where they weren't doing that right, yet or right, whatever. Right, right. This was 2006. Yeah. It's not that long ago, but it's 10 years. 10 years to not find a fucking thing, not even a single little thing. The only thing I could think is he were buried then. That could be as well. Because that would be hard to detect if you're buried and they just haven't uncovered that. Mm-hmm. Not to say that... Okay, so... I'm Holy shit, there was construction going on. He could have been killed and put in one of those walls, mm. and he could have been fucking built over, and they'd never know. And he's still there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a possibility. I think that's kind of plausible, mm-hmm. more so than some of these other ideas and theories. What are we thinking on that... So we're not... We're not thinking that there was an elaborate plan to disappear. I don't think so. I don't think so. Would he have been, let's say it wasn't an elaborate plan, it was fly by the seat of your pants and disappear. For the moment. For him to be able to to have disappeared for this long, managed to skate by a fucking security camera, assuming flying by the seat of the pants, he would have had that thought. Plus, after he'd been drinking. Well, we don't. We can't prove that he was drinking. They didn't say he was drinking. He they did in that video. There. They said they did drink. They did shots at the. Oh, Laguna. Yeah, that's right. Okay, drinking beers and did some shots. Okay, so he, ugly so he was drinking. Kaluna. Okay, so he had this fucking fly by the seat of my pants. A drunken idea. I'm going to disappear mm-hmm. as a fucking prank, and then. I mean, I think that a security camera, we have to go, in order for this to kind of work, we have to go with your theory that he left, but somehow they just, after 10 years, still can't fucking tie right. him leaving with him leaving, mm-hmm. based on changing his appearance somehow or whatever. Right. So, if that's the case, and he got out, then something had to have happened after he got out and he was either going to do this joke or... So then, could he be somewhere still alive? Obviously, and you'd have to have done this by car to get away from there. Yeah, he'd have to be in Mexico or Canada. At least initially. Mm -hmm. And then from, I mean, I guess you could go down to Mexico and assume another identity and possibly get your, I don't know, is it possible to get a fucking passport with an assumed identity in a country that you're not from? I no, mean, money you can buy anything. So yeah, probably enough to that they would pass through TSA type of deal. This is post nine eleven now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and get to another country. I mean, here's the thing: you go to Mexico, you can continue going south. I would assume that's possible because typically you don't run to Canada; you'd run right. south to Mexico, right? Or you just stay in this country and exist wherever. But I would assume maybe he changed his appearance somehow, grew a beard or something if he stayed here. Or going south into Mexico, it, it, at this point you open, you open up a whole different situation where Mexico, you're American. Uh, oh, you're American. Give us money. Right. Oh, you don't want to give us money? We chop your fucking head off type of deal. You know what I mean? Right, right. So now he's dead in Mexico and, yeah, we'll never fucking see him because see him again because he's mm-hmm. actually dead but it wasn't something else right i i don't know i still have a hard time buying the whole he got away i i have to give 
the investigators enough credit to assume that they're not that fucking stupid lazy that they didn't literally tie every single person that walked in to every person that walked out him being the only person Mm -hmm. that they it's not like they had people that walked in and then more people that actually walked out than what came in they're only missing him that they're saying that they're claiming yeah so assuming that that they literally did this tying it up what else could have happened in that goddamn bar i don't know what do you think I know you said you can take it in a weird place. That's the question. I don't know if this is a... I briefly heard about these, but I don't know if it's if it's like anything that's going to even tie into this. I just briefly heard about this. What the fuck? Why does it keep saying that? Well, maybe that's not what it is. So he was into, he was a medical student. I don't know, dude. Supposedly there's these uh, things called jump rooms. Uh, they're, they're tied to the CIA and the MK Ultra, the mind control thing. Um, but they use this for, like, remote viewing, these things, like, you can... Okay. The bad thing is, this is where I take it weird because it really doesn't have anything to do with it, but could it? Could there be? I, I guess, okay, here's a weird way. So you have these jump rooms, which we can get into in a second, and then what if it's like happen chance of a portal that he fell into or something, like a another dimension or something? I know this is a big stretch. Right. A giant stretch here. Let's say he's pissing. And take like, uh, like Interstellar at at a certain time at a certain place. This ability to cross to another dimension or whatever happens. This be okay. So it's like a portal, I guess. So let's say he goes into the bathroom, taking a piss, and just at that same moment, at at this time on this date, there's always for this thirty seconds. There's this portal. And he just happened to walk through it and is in, let's say, a mirror version of this, what we're in. Okay. Like a mirror version. Like an alternate reality? Like a, so let's say there's millions of our realities, but on different planes. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can go from one to the other to it or whatever. You know what I mean? So, in all actuality, I guess in this same way, in a mirror Earth, you exist on that other Earth, probably doing this exact same thing right now, but that's not, like, that over there, that other Earth, can make a, you can make a whole different decision than what you're doing here. Right. But there's points in time that you could actually cross into that, where two of you are now in that one. And you're no longer in this one. It's like a, you know what I mean? Like, yes, we're, we're going into a part that there's no proof that this could even happen or exist. But is there a possibility that he could have, you know. Transferred over? Crossed over into another dimension, another uh, whatever. I mean, that's where it's kind of weird. It's like a. Well, it, there's a possibility. Then why is he the only one that did it? Why didn't other people do it? Well, 
because maybe he was in the right place at the right time and nobody else. Well, like, like I said, for the for the example to make this the easiest way where it could have only been him is that particular stall he was pissing in was the thing that did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you almost have to make it that because it can't be like, well, he's or he sat at that stool. You know, it'd be like I'm walking into this shitter and walking into that shitter. That's where it is. It's like you know what I mean. I know it's a what super if, stretch, but what if those girls are from that other reality? That's the thing, and they gave them a little token. That's like this: you push this button and you go. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a stretch, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's probably not logical. He's probably dead, but I'm just trying to think. Like, th- there's what are the other strange possibilities that could have happened? It's not like there was. Um, UFOs seen in the area at that right, night, or right. they got abducted, or anything like that. they've got. At least they didn't say that in the thing, but based on the other thing that kind of brought this to my attention, they were talking about that. Jump rooms? No, aliens abducting him, possibly. Like they were going with kind of a different thing. The whole jump room thing was a something else oh, that okay. I am bringing from a different topic. So here, let's see. I want to go just to the. Let's see if I can just get... See, I, I don't know if the jump rooms have anything to do with it. To me... That's in Spanish. Oh, no, maybe not. Well, I saw the first word, so I thought it did. All right. So, what is jump room... So, th- basically, this article here is talking about what is a jump room to Mars. In El Segundo, California, in a CIA laboratory, there is an elevator that transports a human being onto Mars or any other planet with a solid ground. Without reading this whole thing, it's like this kind of thing that you know, like like I said, it's kind of out there and you know, hokey. But uh, basically, at the end of this little thing here, it says, um, "Let's see, where do we want to start?" Um, Right now, you must have another jump room available at the other end in order for you to go from place to place. The first time this was used was back in 1996 when they landed the first robotic rover on Mars, which they claimed was just a camera on wheel taking pictures and samples on Mars. This entire project was financed by German Nazis since the end of World War II era. Germans were very, very intelligent, and they were the most advanced in science and mathematics compared to any other country, including the United States. It took over 40 years to solve the riddles and mysteries of the spaceship, which also contained the technology of jump room. So it's similar to like on Star Trek where they beam me up, Scotty, type of deal. But, it, for instance, get on an elevator. Well, there was elevators there. Maybe the camera doesn't see him get on an elevator, or maybe it does. I, I don't know. Like I said, picture a fucking bathroom stall. He goes in and never comes out of the bathroom stall right? because he's gone somewhere else. I don't know. Hmm. It's a weird way to take it, but, I mean, yeah, m- probably the most logical is that he was, I don't know, We could, I don't know if you can really rule out even the wildest theory, because where the fuck did he go? Like, you have to assume a lot based on the investigators and what the cameras right. are showing you. It's it's not like they have him walking down the street a block away on a security camera. 
They don't right. have him don't leaving have him anywhere. anywhere around there. You think at some point some camera would have picked him up, even if he snuck out. Mm-hmm. You have to assume he never left that bar. So where in the fuck could he have gone? But here's the thing. If that's the case, I think the biggest piece here with this jump room theory, this portal, is being at that bar on April 1st at around 1.50, just in that bar, and have a bunch of people all there for the exact same reason in different positions and see what happens. See if somebody all of a sudden disappears at that time. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to say, well, where was that person? Because everybody would be in a particular spot, you know. Right. Are you walking into a stall, back and forth out of that stall for two hours, and eventually someone walks into a stall and doesn't come out? Where the fuck do they go? Now you can say, all right, there's something, some sort of energy, some sort of whatever, something. But that's probably not logical either to do that. Mm-hmm. You would never be able to do that. Right. I don't know. I take it weird because, to me, this is a weird case. Yeah, it's very strange, man. Like, I'm at a loss. I don't know. I am, too. Like, I don't know. I have to assume probably the easiest thing is that he got murdered. Somehow he got out of there without them seeing, and he got murdered. Mm-hmm. Because I think the whole elaborate plan... I just don't buy it. I think it. you would have paid, you would have planned more, you would have I think saw you would have money seen taken something. out or something. Yeah, you mm-hmm. would have seen something that, mm-hmm. or, aha, I just had a thought here. Hmm? They never did say if he took the flight to Miami. They just said she didn't, she was still waiting, and didn't go because he never showed up. What if he took that flight? They would have said that. I'm sure they checked into that. Yeah, you would, you would assume they'd had to. Mm-hmm. If the other thing, too, is back then they should have been able to ping his phone to see, did he have his phone on him? Did yeah. his phone move? Is it still there? I mean, yeah, they still called it? it, so it obviously went somewhere. Is it at his house? She yeah, said his glasses were there. None of these pictures had him in glasses. No. So that is kind of weird. Well, that's he the said, thing. You wouldn't, you wouldn't take off. And not take her glasses, at the very least. But he wasn't wearing glasses in all the other pictures, so when did he wear glasses? Well, they were probably like reading glasses or something, you know what I mean? If they were just reading glasses... Why would she say that? That's what I'm saying. If, I mean, uh, what if she's in on something here? Like, what if she got rid of him? Could be. I mean, I guess, let's start implicating other people. I still think Clint knows something. I think so, too. Uh, I, I want to know more about that guy. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like he has an idea of, if he doesn't know, he has an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we completely rule her out? Like, I mean, no. yes, they've, they've in all these interviews and shit, they're, they're pitching her as being an innocent uh, person who knew nothing, just that he was out with his friends and they were going to go on vacation in two days. And, and he disappears. And, and it's weird that they wouldn't see each other for two days. Like, yeah, why did she know yeah, that? Why wouldn't they have seen each other for that two days? That next day, yeah. And then they would meet to go on yeah. vacation? Yeah. yeah, that seems a little odd. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're on to something here. So then what would be the v- vendetta? 
Maybe she caught him cheating on her. Mm, maybe those girls at the bar w- uh, were... Like, maybe he went out to meet them girls. Maybe that he she was, was one of those girls. Affair. Maybe she was one of those girls in the bar. You know? She could have been a jealous girlfriend at the bar confronting him. Maybe he was talking to other girls at the bar. She confronted him. They went outside to talk, and he went back in the bar. Mm, what if Clint was her eyes in that bar? And, or maybe someone in the band was her, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, we're trying to implicate her now in some mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. but obviously we don't know enough. I mean, you'd have to look at every angle, so that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I don't think she was there, because I think they would have figured that out on the tape. Once again, I'm going to give the investigators some <laughs> credit here. You have to, because... Seems a little fucking silly, but I—it's not entirely possible that she could have had her friends right. or even gotten into Clint's ear mm-hmm. and said, "Watch him, because I think he's up to something. Right. I think he's cheating on me, or something like that." And, and maybe Clint was trying to, you know, lay down a piece on these girls were supposedly Clint's. Clint friends. knew him from school. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Maybe he was fucking around with these girls. We'll go with that. Yeah. But then, who did what to him in the bar? Because you, you, you'd have to... Okay, let's say you... you, you What's the thing where you cover the... Chloroform. Chloroform. Let's say you chloroform him in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's out. You get him in a... Dude was big... So you'd have to get him in a garbage bag or something. So I guess how do you get this guy out? Let's say you chloroform him or something. There's no evidence of uh, blood, blood or anything, anything. Right, like right, that. right. So let's say you chloroform him or something to that effect. And how do you? How the fuck do you get him out? Because well, you, you got to put him in a garbage bag. But how do you get a fucking two hundred pound guy in a garbage bag out of that fucking place? Well, like I said, garbage cans. You know, the big, because a garbage bag, he's going to rip a garbage bag. He's going to be too heavy for a garbage yeah. bag. It'll rip. Garbage can. So then garbage they, can. They probably took it out onto the elevator down. Mm-hmm. But then you got to hoist that garbage bag into the, I guess maybe, I just have a hard time there not looking at. But you still have at, the band. Yeah. The band, and then the band would have been in on it. Mm-hmm. And they maybe didn't spend enough time interviewing the band. Yeah, because they didn't give any information. They said that he was seen talking to the band, but the band is not recollecting Well, his it. friends thought he went over to talk to the band, but the band couldn't recall him mm-hmm. or whatever, basically. Mm-hmm. So then the band's lying, maybe? Could be. I think Clint's lying because he denied, you know, after he initially was cooperating, yeah. and then all of a sudden he clammed up Th- and lowered up. That's odd. I mean, if you're cooperating, you'd think you'd continue to cooperate. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing that raises a red flag you're you're almost making yourself look like you're kind of guilty or at least right. know something that you're not supposed to tell for whatever reason hmm. <laughs> i don't know I, I think we literally have to call this one we I, I think no matter what we come up with i, I don't feel satisfied with anything 
Normally we can no, we, we can come up with an idea that we can maybe somewhat agree on right. as uh, our theory. Uh, honestly, none of these theories are satisfying. Mm-mm. It's this there's 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 pis- or missing pieces to the puzzle. There is a lot missing. I think it, it, it's just very unsatisfying. <laughs> this fucking case. I, I almost wish we wouldn't have done it now because now <laughs> I'm frustrated. Now I want to know what the fuck happened to this yeah. guy. If he got killed, what happened to Trent? It's it's weird that in investigating this, nothing has come up. Not even like something somebody said. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's a red flag is Clint. Everything else doesn't seem to be a red flag based on these the information we've gotten. It's not it's the band. They don't. They didn't seem to find anything out about the band. They don't seem to find anything out about the the chick. They didn't mention these other chicks he was talking to. You have to assume they would have fucking interviewed them. Nobody else sees him or anything. Nothing happens to his shit. He just literally disappears. Fucking David Copperfield out of that goddamn bar, and nobody's ever seen him ever since. How is this possible? I don't know. Even if he snuck out with another outfit or whatever. He had to have been seen somewhere. Where in the fuck would he go after that, then? Because he would have been seen somewhere. Unless yeah. he unless he left a country without flying. You know, he goes down and he's living in Mexico on it's a just, fucking... I suppose that's possible, but but to not... To just give up talking to your brother, talking to your dad. I mean, that's uh, yeah. Your mom died, but was he that much of a mama's boy that nobody else mattered in his life? Mm-hmm. His yeah, brother, your brother. I mean, yes. In your case, I could see it. Right, right. And maybe he had a tumultuous relationship with his brother and dad. not according to that. Not according well, to yeah, the, but the article. Two, uh, they're not. They're not showing that there's anything wrong between him and this girl. All they're doing is playing a, a voicemail. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's more that we're not finding out. They're only be, presenting yeah. the case that oh, they were in love and mm-hmm. everybody, you know, his dad and brother and everything's fine and dandy, and all of a sudden he's gone. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all about how you edit things and. If you ask questions to guide a story a certain way, you're going to get a certain story. And if they want to pitch the story that way, that's what you're going to get. Oh, exactly. Exactly. You know. It's all about how you control the narrative, too. I'd like to have the investigator on here and ask the questions. That hurt guy? Yeah. Because he's the one investigated. I would want to say, do you have screenshots of everybody that walked in and everybody that walked out? That's did a you big, talk to the girls? That's a big question. Yeah. Did you talk to the girls and what they say? When you talk to the band, nothing seemed like odd about that. Uh, uh, they they didn't seem like and they maybe were lying or whatever. Did right. you, uh, did, when they left, did they have giant equipment that they were moving out that could have fit a body in, dead or alive, and could have snuck somebody out? I mean, these and are did, all do questions. Do they have a good reason why Clint clammed up and lawyered up? Do they have a, a theory behind why yeah. he did that? I mean, there's lots of you questions know. I'd have for him that I may, based on his answers, he may say, and actually, we didn't do that. That's a good idea. But you had to think 10 years. At this point, you had to have thought of everything you'd assume. You would think, yeah. Unless there's a cover-up, <laughs> which goes hand-in-hand hand with that whole Avery thing. So after 10 years, they maybe realized, oh, fuck. We fucked up we screwed big up on time, this yeah. one. Uh, so now we're you know business as usual. But in reality, right. they kind of know what happened. I don't know. It's interesting. So, listeners, 
What do you think? Chime in. What do you think? Because uh, I'm at a loss. We both are. This one's a fucking weird one. At least the at least the lamb we can kind of. I think we had a idea mm-hmm. of what maybe happened or something. This one I've got no fucking. Yeah, I've clue. got no idea. Every theory I come up with is not satisfying. It it just doesn't make sense. I don't think he was ever there. <laughs> he was he's not even there. He's not even a person. It's all bullshit. He never oh, existed. What if he didn't exist? No, that that's yeah. <laughs> now we're going with old. Yeah, like, I know. I don't know. It's weird. So it is very strange, man. Maybe at some point they'll come up with something, like if they go to remodel that building and they undo the construction and they find a fucking Body, his yeah. his remains in the wall or something like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but then you got to implicate the fucking construction crew. Like, how the fuck did you not realize somebody got thrown into the fucking wall? Or you know what I mean? There's there's a lot to this that I think if we talked to that guy, I'm sure we'd be asking questions everybody else would have asked. Right. But just for our own satisfaction, I think I could try and pull something from talking to that right. investigator. Right. Which I highly doubt he'll do yeah, an interview. Yeah, never. Yeah. But. I don't know. It's a food for thought or something. Yeah, it's different for sure. Yeah. So, people out there, maybe you've seen this guy. Go look him up. Brian Schaefer. It's yeah. S-H-A-F-F-E-R, uh, Brian, B-R-I-A-N. Uh, maybe you can find something else on the internet that we're not even thinking of. Or, uh, you know, Snopes probably has an answer. So, you know, but I don't go there for my information. But I'm sure they'll say this yeah. is a complete nonsense case. You know, because they have to debunk everything. Of course. That's Depends. Call Hillary. She'll tell you what happened. Oh, and she probably killed She him. probably deleted the email anyways. Yeah, well, of course. She'll she know, did. but she deleted it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I actually sent Hillary an email about this case, but it was deleted. Mm-hmm. So, of course it was. Anyways, um, yeah, I think we'll we'll call it confused here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's where we'll leave it for now. All right, cool. Thanks, Dave. Yep. And there you have it. Baffled. I think we're all baffled. Dave and I especially are baffled. We have no idea. Like, we've we've gone through everything as you heard. And normally we come up with something. a lot, Some logical thing that, like, we can, uh, you know, decide, well, this is probably what happened. On this case, we have no idea. Like, it's... Man, I don't know. It's one of these rare ones where we don't have anything when we end it. So it's to me, it's very unsatisfying. And I don't like this kind, but I do because it's it's so fascinating to me. And, and i got to know more. But uh, I don't know. Let's see about getting that uh, the investigator to at least do some sort of a phone interview or something. And... Uh, See if we can get some of the questions that we've asked that he's probably already been asked and answered, but uh, we couldn't find any of those those other questions that we had. Uh, we couldn't find answers for. So uh, see if I can shoot him an email, set something up, and uh, see what we can get. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, maybe you have some other ideas as to where this guy, what happened. Maybe you've looked at videos on YouTube or read articles or or maybe you know the guy or know the family or something. 
You maybe I don't know. You tell me. How do you tell me? You ask. Oh, well, let me tell you. Go to th- or go to your email and type in thinktankpod at gmail dot com, and that's uh, that's the email. That's how you get a hold of me. Thinktankpod at gmail dot com, and uh, send me whatever information you got. I'd love to uh, love to hear people think. Um, also, you can tweet at me if you've got if you got a Twitter, uh, and you're on Twitter. And you're like, hey, I want to tweet this guy at the Think Tank Pod. It's pretty simple, right? Um, so yeah, once again, let's review our sponsors. Thearyman.com. Click the sponsor tab down at the bottom right. Click the Amazon banner at the top of that next page. Bookmark it. And then buy whatever you're going to buy. Amazon kicks us back a small, small, small percentage. Jesus Christ. And, uh, yeah. Lost my train of thought as I began to stutter over that word. Uh, Amazon banner. Let's see here. Most people would edit this shit out, but I'm not going to. Because editing is a pain in the ass. Anyways, Amazon kicks us back a small percentage. And that helps pay for everything here on the podcast. Maybe the more you uh, you do this, maybe I'll start editing once it becomes uh, once I start can I can start to pay for other things and you know uh, then maybe I'll spend some more time editing and these will get better. I don't know. Anyways, do that and I appreciate it. Thanks for putting up with my ridiculous stuttering uh you can also go to phoenixbeardoils.com buy whatever fragrances you want the sampler pack all that good stuff and uh enter the promo code d2r you're gonna get 10 percent off your entire order and i'm pushing that you also get a free sample of either i like your beard or flavor saver slash pussy liquor try them out i don't know uh I don't know. I'm sure he'll throw in some other stuff. I know he's always creating new fragrances, so you know maybe he'll he'll opt for a different free sample. But I'm pushing for those two because it helps uh, myself and Eric here at the podcast network. So okay, I've I think I fucked this up plenty. Um, enough of the stuttering and bullshit. We'll see you next week. been listening to the d2r podcast network brought to you by dream to reality entertainment if you haven't already please subscribe to the d2r podcast network on itunes give us a rating and leave us a comment we'd really appreciate it 
Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.